Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, episode 96. I am Nick Beto. Cameraman Cubby. Lil Mike here. Boys, it's Super Bowl week. I know, you're pretty excited. We're jumping right into the sports update. The Niners are complaining about the practice field. The week is off to a fantastic start. Do they have the right to complain with what they get though right now? I mean, I'm not going to get into the specifics on it because I don't I don't know what's uh you know, how they grade it, how they do all this stuff. But I'm just saying they're not happy. I mean, if they play on a bad field though for practice, <clears throat> imagine how they'll play on a good field when they're actually in a game. Yeah, you mean when like Debo tears his ACL or something? Well, he should get right. stronger ACLs. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, that's pretty much all we got for a sports update. The Wilds suck. Um, you didn't talk about the Lions. The Lions? No, that was... That they was made the Vikings look really good. Actually, I don't <clears throat> I don't know if we did. I think we had to touch on that last week. Yeah, we did. We it's did. hell of a game. Great game. I was definitely pulling for the Lions, 100%. I think... Uh, a majority of America was pulling for the Lions. I'm not going to lie. It would have been kind of cool to see them. How's it feel to be the 1% make it there? Well, now I feel like those roles have switched, and I feel like everybody is now on San Francisco's side. Well, no one wants to see Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift end up on TV more than they have to be. I think that's the reason why. But uh, I think it is 100% why. We've Our song is a slam. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were... <laughs> Big T Swift fan, I'm like, I I dabble, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You spend a lot of time on the road. I do. You bored every once in a while. It's all right. It's all right. Well, Abby is in the studio. Let's say hi, Abby. Hi. Yep. She's been on a couple of podcasts, but not this one. <laughs> She's not cool enough. No. To hang. So this one, this one's gonna be. Uh, be a very full episode. Um, we've got three weeks of local ice fishing to catch up on. And I think two of those three weekends, Lil Mike was with us. Now we got to pack three fishing trips into one can of tuna. <laughs> so we're going to figure that out. <coughs> yeah, tuna. We didn't catch any tuna. Well, We had a chance. Just what I had to. <laughs> Just what I had to take a left on that one turn, huh? Yep. And pop a little bigger hole. <laughs> okay. Been hard to get them through the ice. <laughs> take it easy, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that funny. That's pretty. Fu- <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, to bring it on back. <laughs> Okay, shut up. We don't need to do that. So three weeks ago when we were fishing. Yeah, let's start three weeks ago. Uh, we were in an ice castle. Could you imagine what that's like nowadays? That was when we brought all the portables and didn't use any of them, right? We did, but we drove the pickup to the spot with a razor oh, yeah. and the two portables on it and then pulled the portables off and set them up next to the trailer. We did use the portables that weekend. Did we? Yep, me and Mike and Nate. We set up over on the... Oh, yeah, you did. You guys went to... Uh, <clears throat> we're not gonna try not to name drop on this one. Uh, we, you guys went to the right. 
Correct. And we went to the left. Yes. And I think on we... Lake Ida. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna edit this one. Well, I'm cutting that shit out, Mike. Come on. <laughs> hey, everyone's got the right to know where the honey holes are. We, you know, if we like slaughtered them, we could maybe touch on that a little bit. But we don't. We we, we did the 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 group on the left caught a better quality fish. <coughs> we caught. What did we catch over there? We caught a couple of bluegill. Well, we caught that one nice bluegill, and then we caught a couple crappies. And I think that might have been the only two species that we caught on that side of the lake. Like four to 14 three-inch perch? Yeah. Yeah, the little perch on that lake are... uh, It's kind of weird because sometimes when you move around, you most of the time the bottom is littered. Yeah, almost no matter where you There are times where it's not. I feel like that's more so because there's a predator fish in the area than anything. That would explain why... With that pike, the one time we moved and we dropped down and caught a pike within five seconds having a line down. Yeah. It didn't even hit the bottom yet? No. No. So the first weekend that we went out there, that was pre-Sean's Glacier. Correct. Because that would have been us three and Rakeman. And Nate. (coughs) Oh, yeah. Nate was there. Yep. Nate was there. We've been saying that for a while. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we have been. We have been. Um, He'll appreciate the shout out. Yeah. Does he listen? I think he does sometimes. Yeah. Every once in a while, I think he does. Yeah, that's all right. What's up, buddy? Um, yeah. So <laughs> three weeks back, we don't really remember a whole lot of what took place. Uh, that weekend was when the Niners beat the Packers. It was. It was. I watched that game out on the lake. That's pretty we cool. We almost had to pack up and leave Friday night. That is true. I almost had to leave early, even earlier than I did leave. It was that Saturday we went out there. Why did we have to leave? Was it Saturday? Yeah, it had been Saturday, right? Why did we leave? Like if the if the Niners would have oh, lost, oh yeah, we would have been. Going we, you would have packed yeah. it up. You said that's it. We're done. We're done. Yeah, we're not even fishing this weekend. But instead, we weren't fishing. We were partying. It was it was a great time. Yeah, it's a great time. Uh, I don't think anything super eventful took place that weekend. That weekend, so the weekend that we're referring to would have been like the 18th or something. I yeah, go back on my calendar. Would have been yeah, something like little, that. Little Michael pull it up on his phone. Yeah, I think we did. I mean, we did fairly well. Yeah, let's call I mean, it the 18th. The 18th. All right. So the 18th, we were out there. There <laughs> that was, was Thursday, but there was a the there was a lot, a lot of houses and activity out there. Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean. Three quarter ton pickups and tandem axle ice castles going out there, and and honestly, I still <coughs> think that could be the case. I don't know about going over that axis now. That's yeah, getting we'll, pretty we'll, bad. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, Sorry, I'm I, jumping I, the gun a no, little it's bit. All right. What if you put yeah, a couple yeah. two by fours down? So that weekend, it was actually still good, I believe, right? Or wasn't? Yeah, it was. Yes. No, the middle was no. Oh no, well, yep, that, that weekend was good. everything was fine. It was. Yep. And then. There were some uh, individuals. Individuals <laughs> that were. I don't know how to say this. I, I'm not gonna. The guy doesn't deserve to be, like, blasted. I think he was trying to do a nice deed for everybody on <clears throat> the it, lake. It worked really, really well until for about a day, probably. So what he did is he took salt and sand, 
and put it on the access. Because this lake has a pretty steep access to begin with. And it is somewhat slick to get up at times. I mean, if he went to put that down and that snowpack didn't come off of there, I think it would have been really slick. Mike. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? You're bre- your mouth breathing into the mic over there. I was just trying to get this chain lined up nice. Oh. It's really no big deal. Oh, Mike, before we carry on too much more. All ears. Oh, a little shout out to a little something. Something ale. It's a... Uh, it's a Legintas Brewing Company beer. And if, if you're looking... I don't know. If you're like into IPAs, but you're not really into IPAs, this is probably the beer for you. It's not bad. It's light. It's a little frothy. It's only 7.5%, so it's pretty light. you probably drink 22 of them. Just wouldn't recommend it. And just a little pre-warning on this one. Little Mike is letting her fly today. He's got a DD to get himself back home. So I love chauffeurs. <laughs> I might hire one. Just one all the time. He's with you. Guy yeah, named Pedro. It'd be awesome. <laughs> so well, yeah, the uh, the access, like we said, is a little sl- steep, and he tried to do a good deed. But this didn't take place until the second weekend um, that we're going to be talking about on this episode. Uh, first weekend, went out there, trucks and houses all over. Access was good. Drove right up the center of the ramp, which most of the time uh, you can do when you're ice fishing in. Mid uh, mid January, in the north. The only thing would be is, is like, I mean, we're gonna get into this more too. But the like fish house wise, it seems like a lot of those houses disappear on Sunday morning. Like, no matter what the weekend weather spo- or the week weekly weather is supposed to be, it seems like they're a lot of them pull out either way. You know, now that I think about it, all three of these weekends that we're talking about, we did not pull off the lake <clears throat> until... Probably 5 o'clock. It was like 7. Right. 7 or 7.30 on a Sunday night, and it is quiet. Right. I mean, everyone pulls their houses off, it seems like. Not very many people are leaving their houses out there. This year sucked. I mean... It to has. Put, to put it vaguely, this year for, for ice fishing has sucked. It's been... I've probably caught the most fish in my entire life this year, though. It's true. <laughs> It's true. And we're rolling up on four, maybe five now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, I, it's a pretty good year. So now we're going to, nothing else really transpired from that weekend. Uh, got to use the new WEN generator. That worked really well. Um, and you could almost be on a NASCAR pit crew for oil changes on WEN generators. Yeah. Almost, because you had a little mishap. I did. That and will I set you back. Talked about that on last week's episode when I pulled the dipstick out and dumped all the oil out of the dipstick. Don't do that. Cubby was there with me. You want to give any insight on, on what... Uh, sure, you were very supportive. I mean, really, it was just a matter of taking an extra 30 seconds to let it drain instead of leaning it over to to get the oil to come out a little faster. Cubby made the comment. Oh, God, we're going to be here all day. I'm like, all right, man, I'll try and speed it up. Yeah, well, I made a 10-minute oil change turn into a 45. 10 minutes? That should take, like, three. I think the first weekend when you did the first oil change on it, and you and Isaac, I was sitting on the couch or on a little dinette. I was trying to catch fish with my chilling reel. And uh, and you guys are out there, like, kind of freezing your tits off, trying to uh, 
change oil. And I was just like, hey, you guys are doing really good out there. <laughs> that was my favorite oil change. Yeah, because we kept running back inside to warm our hands up. Yeah. Because it was so and damn you were making cold it outside. pretty cold for me. So yeah, I know. Appreciate. I know. I know. Sorry, Mike. Little Mike. <laughs> but anyway, now we're going to get oh, into... We got one more thing. You got one more thing. All right. Yep. I caught my very first salamander. You did. <laughs> <laughs> On the chilling reel. On the chilling reel. That's the only thing to be caught with the chilling reel so far, I believe. Nope. Oh, remember no, how many birds you got? I did catch a couple. Like ten. Birch. I did. Then Nick got mad at us for keeping them. <laughs> they were all keepers. <laughs> yeah, you guys had perch in your minnow bucket that were. <laughs> some of them might have been smaller than the shiners. <laughs> it's a thought that counts. It's impressive. <laughs> Disclaimer: They all made it back. They did. They were all we fine. did release. Yeah. Catch and release. Yeah, they're all fine. Uh, we're just trying to keep a tally. <laughs> yeah, seen if it's the same one. Yeah. yeah. So I saw... All right. I don't know if you guys saw this. So I don't remember where this was. But there was a guy that posted on Facebook. It was a picture of a bluegill. And he said, the first... It's my first ever tag and release. Supposedly, you can buy... And I don't know what state this was in. He was ice fishing. But he bought something to tag fish so he literally caught a bluegill took his little dnr kit out tagged it sure wasn't a brad nailer (laughs) (laughs) took it he tagged it put it back that would be pretty cool to like tag i don't like no because then eventually like 80 percent of the fish you're going to catch out of a lake are going to be tagged well no but like i mean it's a i don't know so here's there should be different types of tags like waterfowl where you Instead of putting them on your land, like, like your lanyard, you put them on like either your fishing line or on your rod. It's, and then you it's, just get a bunch of little tags on your. Have you seen the walleye tags, like the lip tags? Yeah, like the rings. Yeah, those would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I've never caught one. Just a bunch of little perch with <laughs> big lip rings in. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was a little little side story, maybe. Maybe people have heard about that, know about that. I'm sure it's not something you that like. It's free. I'm sure he's paying. Oh no, it, it definitely. I'm sure it's a costly thing to do. But I don't think that it was tied to the DNR or the game and fish whatsoever. I think it was something that he bought. And maybe I'm wrong, but it, it wasn't like a a DNR officer that was out doing it. Like he was. I don't know if that'd be illegal to just like start <laughs> tagging fish if you feel like. It. That's what I'm saying. That's why I brought it up. I don't. I don't. I don't. Put know. your own numbers on it. I don't think that'd be illegal. I. I feel like he's probably attached well, to something. Well, I don't know. I just just bringing it to attention. I mean, it doesn't. It's not that big of a deal. I was just bringing it up. So here's a question. Okay. Do you think there's some fish that figure it out? Not to bite. Yeah. That's like a whole other podcast, Mike. That's like the deer walking through the woods. Do you think he figures it out that he's going to get either little rocks thrown at him at a very high velocity or? Some idiot up in a tree is going to try and stab him. Yeah, well, we know that one already. Deer do figure it out. <laughs> Hunting season comes around, you can't find any. Yeah. They're all sitting on the highway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, they <laughs> wait for an 18-wheeler to put them out of their misery. They fear the trees instead of the the, the trucks. and That's a whole different... We're, yeah. All right. All right. So, rolling her back in now. <laughs> cutting me short. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So going... Now, moving to the second weekend, which... Would have been the, I don't know, the next weekend. It doesn't matter when it was. This one, 
we got some stories out of this weekend. And we almost I'm lost gonna, a kid, I heard. We almost lost a kid. We almost lost... A kid? Yeah, remember when uh, Big Mike's kid decided oh, to yeah. step down a hole? Thought he did the splits. I think I talk, touched yep. on that last weekend when, when Mike... Or last week's episode when Mike was on. But we had a little bit more um, events take place. And I'm going to let cameraman Cubby uh, tell his version of this story. Well, I was following Nick to the lake just for a weekend of fishing. To set the, to set the scene here. <clears throat> Saturday morning, about 6.30 in the morning. Still dark outside. We get, I go down, pick up the house. We get everything hooked up. Sean has his glacier at this point. So then we roll out of town. It's about 7.30. 8 o'clock. About 8 o'clock probably. And the sun's coming up. And now, Cubby, take her away. Well, I was following Nick out to the lake, and I had Nick's razor, and then I think it was just the one... Oh, no, I had my four-wheeler and a fish house on his trailer. And I was just following Nick to the lake, not bothered by anything. Just paying attention to the road, following Nick. And... I didn't even have the cruise control set, and I don't know if it was an ice patch or the whole road was just icy. It was definitely pretty icy for probably, I don't know, 20 to 25 yards because Nick went right over it, didn't slow down a bit, so I didn't think nothing of it, and I'm just driving, and then all of a sudden, the truck, the back end kicks out sideways, and then the trailer and the razor kind of go one way, and... The truck's facing the one ditch, and the trailer's in the ditch behind me, throwing snow and rocks and dirt like crazy. At one point, I thought it was upside down because it was throwing so much snow. And then it kind of went back and forth a few times. It straightened out, and luckily enough, everything was fine. I cannot believe you saved it because it I'm, was, I'm still going. Like nothing, I can't see behind me. I wish I could have because I could have seen Gubby's headlights pointing, you know, into the ditch across the I was actually, highway. I was on the phone with Sean. I was talking to Sean at the point that this happened. What I'm did you say? I'm kind of surprised Sean's racing instincts didn't kick in and he didn't, like, try and fly past you. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, natural instinct. My first words were, oh, shit. I mean, that's just kind of how that all starts. Okay, hold on. Was it like an, oh, shit, or an, oh, shit? It was a oh shit. It was very fast. To the point. And yeah. It was like one of the like like oh shit, this might go bad. It wasn't like the oh shit. Like, like we can recover from this one. No, it wasn't like a oh shit we're gonna recover. It was a oh shit like race for Nick's impact. gonna be really mad. <laughs> yeah. Well and, yeah, like, that was the thing, is this his trailer. I mean it was and that weird. thing was going it was wild. Like if there was a car coming in the other lane, I mean the trailer would have hit him or i would hit him one of the two i mean there's no way around it i was like my pickup was like on the center of the road sideways and his trailer was in the ditch behind me how fast were you going during this whole thing i mean like i so i always say this but like i was following nick because i i tend to drive kind of fast usually when i drive so then like following nick really helps in this story what are you saying that like you were driving a normal speed like I would have probably been going a lot faster. Which you should be doing when you're pulling something. That's absolutely true. Depends but on what you're pulling. Depends on how much power you have. You don't have turbos. True. 
Okay. Two tours. A I Hemi. Can, I can cruise. Okay, anyway. But, yeah, I was going probably 60 or 65. 65 okay, so at you're, the so you're going 65 when you start sliding. What happens after you kick sideways and the trailer is three feet down in the ditch? That was that was not the first part. The first part was the back end of the truck kicked to the right. So then, like, natural instinct was kind of just, like, take it easy and just drive it a little straight and try to get the trailer to Mike, come back on Mike, the road. Mike's over here closing his eyes, like, picturing. He's like, okay, yep, I would, if the truck kicked to the right, I would steer to the right. No, I... You should. So you should the truck kicked to the, to the right. right. So, yeah, I did steer right, but then, like, the trailer, I don't even know how it happened. I think the trailer... So I think it was kind of like a patchy ice. The trailer, I think, then caught on the... Uh, it would be on, like, the fog line, the right fog line, and it, like, kicked it over into the left side of the road... So then I'm kind of steering to the left. So and now then, you're, you're starting this whole thing. Right, like the S's. But they, like, I don't know, in my head, I'm thinking little S's. Eventually <laughs> it's going to turn into a straight line. You know what I mean? Like if you do too much, you're going to end up in a circle. And with a trailer, you're not going to end up on your wheels. So I was thinking like little movements are going to get me a long ways. And then it went to the the what would be the passing lane and it's minnesota the, there's a lot of hills i mean i couldn't see if anyone was coming but that was the last of my concerns <laughs> and i got it to straighten out and i'm kind of like over in the other lane and then i don't know if the trailer caught again but it like ripped it to the right and like this was when i was like sideways in the road like i was going down the road sideways basically any and idea how fast you were going when you were sideways it had to have been 40 plus Really? I'm for sure. So were, I didn't, you, were you like white knuckling it? No. I was actually like, I, it was pretty gentle actually. Like, you were just chilling like, well, if this is how I go, this is what happens. Well, at this point I was like off the gas. So it was just a total coast. I was like, I was born for this. <laughs> it had to have looked crazy from behind. But I was on the center line going sideways. And like, you could see the black marks in the road when we were going home. And... It like the trailer was in the ditch, like coming around the side of my pickup, and then basically right after it came out of the ditch again, it kind of straightened out, and that's. I mean, it was really fast, but that's about how I remember it. Is that one of the? Is that the scariest moment you've ever had driving? I think it would have been. Well, one time I went off the road a little bit in Akeley. That was pretty scary too. I could have hit a big tree, but so we learned a we learned a really so after this takes place, my phone rings. I think this happens all the time where like my phone rings and then somebody says something and I'm like <coughs> immediately like oh shit, not like an not like an you know not like an oh shit but like an ah shit like what happened you know right. there's there's different variances of oh shit oh most definitely. <coughs> So Sean calls me, and he goes, "It's always, it always whenever whenever something bad seems to happen, or almost happen, it's always Sean that calls me." Sean called me when when Mama K fell off the four wheeler. Sean called me when the Devil's Lake crew found the crack and just about went swimming. And now Sean calls me when Cubby almost kills Ricky and everybody else involved. That was another thing: is how you far like the how he shot out that the trailer. razor first. Like, oh, yeah, my brother was driving, but, you know, my razor was on the trailer. Like, oh, my goodness, that could have been really bad, guys. Probably, he would have been fine, dude. <laughs> these new vehicles have all these airbags in them and stuff. Like, 
I was wondering about you too, man. But amongst all of this, though, the razor shifted like eighteen inches on the trailer, probably. Yeah. So Sean calls and he's like, he's like, dude, we gotta slow down. <coughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, so your trailer just ended up like in the ditch, and I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? It, it, what, what happened? Quit messing with me. Like, I'm thinking like we blew a tire or something. I'm gonna have to stop and go check this out and turn around and whatever. <coughs> He's like, no, dude, like, your trailer was literally, like, in the ditch. Like, I seriously thought that the Razor, the trailer, and almost Cubby's pickup were going to go down. Or, like, flip over. They were going to flip over. I, I thought for sure. He said, I'm really glad we took the time to strap the Razor down. I'm like, I always strap the Razor down, but I just, I do one strap front and rear. When you walk up and look at the trailer after this... It looks like somebody took a five-gallon pail of dirt and dumped it on the trailer. Like, there's so much dirt on there. Yeah, and the razor was all the way to the side. And amongst all this, I didn't even strap my four-wheeler down on the trailer, and it still didn't leave. I think the advantage that the four-wheeler had is that it was sitting sideways, so when the trailer went into the ditch, the impact of the the four-wheeler was on the side ramp. Right. Yeah, that's probably the only reason it was still sitting there. It's because it doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty pretty snug in there. But how funny... Oh, shoot. <laughs> how funny would it have been to see, like, in the mirror, your four-wheelers, like, tip end over end <laughs> off the trailer? I don't know that anybody in this world <laughs> would laugh at that other than you, Mike. Oh, that would be hilarious, even if it was my own four-wheeler. <laughs> okay. Oh, look at the little guy go. <laughs> Watching the trail boss tumble off of a trailer would be pretty funny. Watching a 2019 sport, 20. 2020 Sportsman 1000 tumble off a trailer, not as funny. But just these newer because ones are built better, right? Just because of the financial aspect. Unless you got it paid for, then maybe you would laugh at it <laughs> and everything is fine. Do we leave it? Do we come back? It's <laughs> stolen. <laughs> like, that's like last summer when we tried to get somebody to steal your trail boss. They wouldn't do it. Nobody would do it. We even left it overnight. That's. I think left. I left the key in it. Yeah, we. Well, it wouldn't start, but. Wait, I wasn't too worried. <laughs> what are they going to do? Push it away? So then after we stop, after this whole incident takes place, <clears throat> we each grab onto the bumper, the front and back bumpers of the razor, and we get it slid back over, and we're like, well, we're only, we're only 10 minutes away from the access. So, we're just going to keep going. So, we go. We get to the access. And now, the access is not looking very good. <coughs> no, the middle was pretty bad. But the sides were still good then. Yeah, as, as you remember us talking a little earlier, the guy that dumped the salt and sand on the access was a very good idea until it all ran down to the base, ate a hole in the access. Yeah, okay. If you stay to the right... When you go on the access, you're fine. You have to do a little water, but you're fine. You go to the left, and we'll tell you what happens when you go to the left when we get to this last weekend. Like, I'm talking, you're going to hear this Wednesday. This happened on Saturday, like the, the Saturday before. So we get there, and we're thinking, like, God, <clears throat> do we want to get out? Do we want to check ice? Do we want to do any of this stuff? Well, there's trucks and trailers all over out there again. So we're like, yeah, no, we're just going to go for it. So we just stayed to the right, popped through a little bit of water, got it on the ice. The ice was solid 17 inches, you know, 
same thing the weekend before, solid 17. Uh, go out, set up, uh, end up setting up on 20 feet of water on top of 10-foot weeds, 8 to 10-foot weeds. Um, found that out after I would went through the whole setup process of a wheelhouse, and I don't leave a lot of stuff in mine. I take it all out. So it took me about an hour and a half to get the wheelhouse all set up and ready to go. And after the wheelhouse is all set up, that's when I discovered that I was sitting on top of uh, 8 to 10 foot weeds. So that didn't really age well. So had to pick it up, move. That's when we went over to a different spot and ended up taking the razor and the four-wheeler, ran around, found a different depth that we wanted to fish. And once we got to that depth, then we ended up setting <clears throat> setting the new houses up or the the houses up again and that's where we stayed for the rest of the night ended up catching a handful of nice walleyes a couple crappies I actually brought some fish home after that weekend um that was a pretty good weekend as far as the fishing goes it uh i mean they were the ones that wanted to bite were really aggressive it, it was not like a f- really finicky bite Right? Yeah, I would say for the most part. I mean, I don't know. That weekend, you know, we probably did the best that we've done out there for, like, bigger fish-wise. But I don't know that anyone was fishing that hard. Like, during the afternoon, we fished pretty hard. But once we all kind of sat down in the ice castles, it was more of like a hangout. If you see seen a mark, you try to get it. But we didn't really fish all that hard towards the evening. You were all about breaking ankles, though. I was. I was testing out the auger and drilling halfway down and stuff. And Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom did decide that I was trying to break someone's ankle. <laughs> he, like, chewed you out, man. Yeah, he let me know that that was a bad idea. But Just I also three still holes didn't halfway stop. down right in front of the door to the fish house. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, then it was... At, at first, we're kind of like, Tom, like take it easy, man. But then after we figured it out and the brewskis started flowing, we're like, yeah, it probably wasn't very smart. Like We got two wheelhouses parked, like I don't know, 10 yards away from each other, and there's like five holes that are in between the two. It's like a minefield. Yeah, pretty much. You gotta be careful. But really, in all honesty, only probably like... There was probably only like four ankle breakers in there, and there was probably like <coughs> ten actual fishing holes. There was remember the one that I had to put the gas can on. Yeah, that was me. Wh- that hole? Yeah, I think I put that there. But like, it wasn't like a bad idea necessarily. I mean, if it's a prank, it doesn't count. Then <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count against you at all. So that weekend, sat there. Uh, Sean really enjoyed his glacier. Um. I don't know that there's really anything else that really took place that weekend either. When, okay, actually there is, and we talked about this last weekend. I'm not going to go on my little rant about it, but I'll give you a chance. Do you want to say anything about the group that was fishing by us? You know, to be 100% honest, I mean, like, like in the evening hours I heard them, but, like, you guys were saying they were driving around, and I honestly never heard them driving around. Right. And I did not sleep good. Oh yeah, do you want to you want to give a little plug on the the couch, the jackknife couch in the glaciers? Yeah, I would never recommend anyone to sleep on those. 
It was awful. And I here's had a the, mattress on it. Here's the ticket. Don't fold it down. Just sleep on it like a couch. It's way better. Okay. Like 100%. If you had to sacrifice one person to sleep on this jackknife couch in our crew, who would you make sleep on the couch? Nate. Without, you don't even, <laughs> you can't, like, you don't put a lot of thought into it. Just who's the first, somebody already popped in your head. Who's the first one that pops into your head? You, my honest thought was anyone but me. Anyone. No, I you, don't care. No, you have to, you're sacrificing it to somebody. You know they're going to sleep like shit. Who are you having sleep on that bed? It would be really funny if they slept like crap. <laughs> Probably anyone but my two brothers. Yeah, they get cranky. Yeah, they'd be pretty angry if they woke up and didn't sleep at all. No, you got so, so pick somebody. You have to single somebody out. Well, like I don't know. We fish with quite a variety of people. That's so what like, I mean. So you have an open book, pretty much. You just gotta. Who's the one guy that? Okay, like so. If I were to switch the question and say, who's the on, one guy that would not give a shit if don't you if you had him sleep on the couch? It'd be little Mike. He wouldn't care. He'd yeah, he wouldn't happy. say anything about he, it, he, even if it was bad. No, he'd just be happy. He just, he's inside, dude. He's fine. Right. That's a good point. But, like, it was awful. Like, it was quite literally awful. I was up every every hour at least. So what was so bad about it? What's wrong? What happened? I mean, there's so many bars in that couch. Like, I mean, you lay down, and it's like... The only way I could explain it is if, like... I mean, I feel like most people... Um, a futon. If you take the mattress off of a futon and you just look at the bars... Garbage. That's what I... That's what Garbage. I, that's how it felt. Like, I was just laying on the bars... And, like, I had one of those mattresses that go on, like, the top bunks on there already. And it quite literally felt like I was sleeping on a mattress or um, a futon without a mattress. So you 10 out of 10 do not recommend. I would Honestly, I think the floor would have been more comfortable. Do you think not folding it into a bed would be a better move? It is. Absolutely. Can't confirm. But there was two of us. It would have been pretty tough to sleep two of us on a couch that I would have barely felt or barely would have Oh, you fit. slept two on that? Yeah. How? That's probably like half the reason that was so awful. But I still, I would never even try it again. Did the other person say the same thing? Because I feel like <coughs> on those couches, there's like a sweet spot. There no, was... I actually tried both sides. Switched in the middle of the night. It was... I think it's the middle of it's kind of the sweet spot. But it's hard to stay there. See, and I thought like the way top up by the wall was a little better. Like, where your back would go on the couch, necessarily. I felt like that had, like, a little bit better, but it still was not good. I suppose here's the question, then. So, like, we're going on this, like, ten-minute rant about the jackknife couch in the fish house. Okay, so if you if you could have the dinette that you have in your fish house, Nick, where that couch would be, you can really only sleep one there, ever, right? Or you could have the couch, which is an uncomfortable two... But a co- kind of comfortable one. No, not a comfortable one. Almost comfortable one. If you slept on it sitting in the, the couch formation, it might be a little better. It's actually pretty nice in the couch formation. Then I would. Then I could probably get behind it, but it just. But I still think I'd rather have a like a little table there than a couch. I feel like it's situational based. For ice fishing, I would love to have the jackknife couch with the whole placement that the glaciers have. Agreed. I can 100% get behind that. For camping, I would rather have the dinette because the back bed in the ice castle never, shouldn't say never, rarely gets set up into a bed. Yeah. 
But I don't really like fishing off the couch because you kind of sit too far back. Well, you're kind of you're chilling. You're not fishing. Good point. What's the point of it then? Very good point. Then I'd be better. Yes. Then you. I don't. I kind of disagree. I think I'd rather have the couch just not to sleep on. The one th- nice thing about the dinette, and I did it for the first time that weekend, was I removed the table, and it was just two seats. Oh, that wouldn't be so bad. Way better. If you did two seats, and then you put like... See, I want one of those 32-quart ultralight Arctic coolers. They're kind of like the perfect size. You can fit them in the backseat of a pickup pretty easy. They're still mobile, though. You could put that right there. Boom, you have a drink cooler and a table. True. Present ideas, point. just putting it out there. Yeah. Wedding's coming up, Mike. Yeah. Oh, yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I got to buy it. <laughs> but after that, I don't think there, was, there wasn't a whole lot of fishing that took place on Sunday. <clears throat> we, uh, I think we kind of packed up and left. Yeah, I got out of there Sunday. pretty early on Sunday morning. And now we fast forward to this last Friday. And we... Actually, the whole entire North Bros crew, there were some guys that were out at hockey tournaments, uh, some guys that were taking an off weekend, and there were a lot of guys that were out fishing. Uh, Jake was out on Red Lake this weekend, and we will have an update from him tomorrow. Uh, So next week, you guys will hear from him. He just got back today so he's unable to be here because he's unpacking his house and getting everything put away back to work tomorrow um but the rest of us we went so i was supposed to go with cameraman cubby on friday and uh he flaked on me i got busy i wouldn't call it flake no you flaked (laughs) just admit it just say you flaked i wish i remembered what i did you helped you bought a jeep you moved a bunch of stuff and then went and bought a jeep oh i did yeah that's what i did see i was pretty busy actually yeah but you didn't ever tell me like hey i'm not gonna go but i also knew that you already had micah to go so like i that wasn't is false. really all that, that is false. i did it. not have little mike until after you you never even told me you weren't going i just knew i was like Dude, he's not going so i'm like i'm gonna call little mike i was last resort that's pretty <laughs> cool no no okay don't look at it like that you were the one guy that i knew that i could call that would be like yeah let's go now did i think you were gonna go all three days no i did not when I saw that you were on a vacation on Saturday night, I was like, yeah, yeah, homeboy's <laughs> not coming anywhere tomorrow. But then I found out. Looky there, I showed up. Then I found out the reason why you went there, and then everything was fine. It's a nice town. It is a nice town. They got we'll, a Casey's, we'll leave I it think. At, we'll leave it at that. Um, so, yeah, Friday, I call Mike. I'm like, little Mike, what's going on, man? I don't remember what you were doing. I don't think you were doing anything. Friday? Yeah. I was trying to fix my neck, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you were all messed up. I woke up Thursday in my... My head was glued to my left shoulder. I was like, man, someone played a mean prank on me this morning. So then I, I call him. I'm like, hey, you want to go fishing? And at this point, it's like 3 o'clock. And I still got to go down and pick up all my stuff. And then I got to go pick up little Mike. And we're not going to get to the lake till 5. It's dark at 5.30. We're like, you know what, dude? We've done well out here that night for the last couple of weeks. Let's just do it. Let's go for it. So I go pick up little Mike. He hops in. Poor chief. Stays at the farm. Just holding the fort down. He was fine. Yeah. cool. And we get to the lake, and there is a handful of trucks there. And our buddy, the Minnesota DNR, is at the lake. Well, we thought. 
Yeah, okay, yeah, so we thought. So we're like, whatever. Well, he's kind of like that kid on Up. They're still trying to get his badges. <laughs> no, that kid. <laughs> okay, that was kind of a dig. He was a nice guy. Well, he's a nice kid. He's just taking surveys, trying to get that last badge, you know? Like, if I can just get one one good answer out of these guys, I'll finally get my, my star. Fun fact. I went to that movie in theaters. <laughs> Mike, do a Google. Actually, here. I got my computer up. I'm going to I'm gonna pull this up and see when. I'm just going to guess 2008. 2010. Shoot, I was wrong. Well, that was your guess. <laughs> you guys split the difference on that one. May Nine? 29th, 2009. Yeah. We're, we're dang close. Dude, I'm old. May. May that was like that was like almost twenty years so ago. So I met December of two thousand eight, and you met December of two thousand ten. So I'm closer. So I won. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, guy on up. Anyway, yeah, so we get there, unload all the stuff, uh, take off. Got Ricky the Razor and the Clam with, and no live scope. We did not have a live scope on uh, Friday. The DNR thought we did though. Yeah, okay, so we pull out, and we get to this spot, and we start, like, punching holes. And all of a sudden, this green four-wheeler starts driving towards us. And I'm like, oh, yes. Like, the fish cop was out here the last two weekends, and I wanted him to come and talk to us. God dang it. The dog's got to say hi every time. Every week. <laughs> Come on, Nick. It's just a ball. Don't get distracted. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Uh, so, yeah, we, we get out there. We drill a bunch of holes. Four, uh, four-wheeler comes over, and it's the, the DNR, or so we thought. He's employed by the DNR, but I he gets out and starts talking, and there wasn't very many people. The weekend before, there was probably, well, I don't know, what, third, no, probably close to 100 houses out there. I think the guy said that he counted 155 houses the previous weekend. And on Friday night when we were there, there were 10 other people. <laughs> and zero big houses. Yeah, zero big houses. And we start talking and I'm like, yeah, how, uh, you know, how's the fishing going? How's everything doing? Whatever. And she's like, oh, there's been a handful of guys catching really nice walleyes <coughs> out of here. I've heard of a 30 and a 31 <coughs> that have been caught in the last week or so. And uh, he was kind of telling us, he's like, yeah, if you go that way. Uh, the people that know what I'm talking about, if you go to the right, you don't really have a chance at walleyes. If you go to the left, you have a chance at walleyes, and that's where a lot of the, the bigger walleyes were coming from is where we were fishing. So he starts talking, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, fishing these couple holes that I drilled, which are right next to him, and I drilled three more holes, and they were all on the other side of him. They are like, behind me. Let's look away from him. And then he's talking. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I, if I first, do you, do you need to see my license? And he goes, ah, no. Nah. I don't really care. He's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I'm not really, a, I'm not a conservation officer, so I could, I don't care. I'm like, well, dude, you, you probably should care a little bit, but. It's like, thank God, because I didn't buy one this year. No, I did. <laughs> I did buy a license this year. A nice cover up. <laughs> and then we were kind of asking him questions about uh, the new regulation changes in Minnesota. And we asked him about. Pissing on the lake. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. So, so th- we, we got an answer. And the answer is, they don't care. Can I tell the story of the, the guy that he yeah, was talking yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, So, there was a guy he was talking to. And the guy's like, look, man. Like, I follow my dog. And, like, I clean up after he goes 
you know, and takes a shit somewhere. But I have a hard time catching his piss in a can. Like, it's so hard. And the guy's like, look, you don't have to do that anymore. It's okay. You just let him pee on the lake. Pick up his poop. But yeah, but you don't have to pick up his piss. <laughs> He's like, that's fine. <laughs> kind of chuckled a little bit at that. So then at this point, I asked him, I said, can I go fish these other holes that I drilled? Because it's just about to get dark. So I'm going like, to like go find a spot and get set up. He's like, yeah, man, do what, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. So I leave, and now, now little Mike is stuck there with him, and I did not hear <coughs> your conversation with him. So he just started asking me some questions, kind of like, are you okay with a slot limit? And I was like, what's a slot limit? <laughs> that was not the answer. You, that was not the answer <laughs> he was looking for, I'm you, sure. You guys have a slot out here? <laughs> so he told me what the slot limit was, and I was like, oh, so I shouldn't have kept those 12-inch walleyes? And he was like, it's all right. Next time, it's like okay. Well, their slot is their slot is seventeen, seventeen to twenty six, so you cannot keep them in between there, which is kind of a problem. It's all the ones we caught. It was most of the ones that we caught. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was what one that we caught that was not over seventeen. One walleye, yeah. So he asked me, he "Goes, are you okay with the slalom?" And I was like. Yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> Mike's just, like, pissed. He's like, whatever, man. It's all right. He goes, do you think that's good for the lake? And I was like, yeah, I'd say that's probably good for the lake. It's not good for the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good for the lake. Coming from the same guy that like, what's, didn't know they had a slot limit. <coughs> I'll be the first to admit, when I go out ice fishing with you guys, I kind of depend on you to know what we can take <laughs> off the ice. Because I have no idea. You can Google it sometimes. We'll get to that. I've tried, but, like, you get different answers. You know? Every lake is different, too. I don't I don't agree with that. Like, Minnesota should be just a, like, here's the guidelines. Weed between them if you want, but this is roughly what you should keep, you know? See, and I thought that they were a statewide slot this year. I think there uh, should be a statewide slot. I think it's still, so it's many still lakes lake, from being I just, think. like, totally fished out, in my opinion. I mean, you're still going to get the scumbags that don't follow. Right, but even if you get, I mean, I don't know, 10 people who go out there and catch a limit every two weeks that are with, they're not in the slot limit, I guess. Like, those 10 rotten eggs are not going to ruin the lake more than likely. So do you guys think lakes get more fished out in the wintertime or the summertime? I would say the winter. I don't know the, I don't know how I would want to answer that because I feel like it's both. I mean, there are a lot of guys... That do not ice fish, that summer fish, like with a boat. And there are a lot of guys that do not summer fish, but they ice fish. I mean, I don't know. In my opinion, I think there's a lot more people who ice fish because I think it's a lot more of an affordable option than summer fishing most lakes. Well, affordable and it's kind of more fun. I agree. I I, I don't have a boat, so I'm a little biased. But I, I don't get me wrong. I love sitting on a boat fishing. But well, I, it's kind of cool when you can, like, step off of your razor, which is kind of your boat on the, the frozen lake, and you walk around a little bit, you know? I also look at it as, I mean, how often do you go to a, I mean, I don't know, even say you're going to, like, Lida or Otter Tail or something like that, if you're, like, this is summer. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, guys, we just 
beep that out because Cubby just name Sorry, dropped. Name drop. My our bad. two favorite lakes to fish around here. We don't need more people going to those. Idiot. All right, so fine. What the I meant guy from was Peru's gonna come. What I no, meant sorry, is sorry. I, 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 I cut it out already. And don't even. <laughs> okay, I'm cutting that whole section out. All right, fine. All right, don't so do that. Summer fishing. I mean, how often do you go to an axis and you see more than I don't know? I would say even five trucks with trailers for a boat. Depends on what lake you're at, because these big name lakes. Uh, okay, but I mean, if you're seeing, I don't know. There are times that I have been to one of my two favorite lakes, and the other one I haven't taken a boat out on very much. But the one I do, or I used to, used to have a boat and used to go there all the time. There are times that you go there, you have to park out on the highway because the access is full. Both accesses. I don't feel like that's very often. I feel like when you're like ice fishing, and once it gets to the point where you could drive a pickup out there, I feel like. There's usually on more popular lakes. I would say there's at least fifty plus people that are on any out there. any given Saturday. I would agree. I would say most of the time. Yeah. I think that's more than what would have. Boats you get the people kind of like you, Nick, where you have a razor and a trailer and like eighteen pop ups, <laughs> and so you can make it happen pretty easily. And then you got guys like me, have one their little tub, and a bucket, and a three twenty five L. Yeah, what is that, it? That what doesn't it? run. What is it again? It's a 1992 Polaris Trail Boss. I forget it all. It's a hunk of junk. <laughs> a 325. It's for L. sale though. Ooh, <laughs> we got a podcast special. Yeah, we'll do a podcast special. Uh, tell you what, 800 bucks as is, and I'm losing money because it's got new tires. <laughs> What's the code word? Little Mike. No, that's that'll be bad. something. Something. Uh, how about how about little something? No, 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 no. So, little something. Little something. Little something. No, you, it's got to be okay. That way, little little something. Yeah, you walk up and you say, "Hey, little something, eight hundred bucks cash." You take it away, parts and all. You know, if somebody's listening to this and they only catch bits and pieces of it, like you show up with eight hundred bucks, it's all yours. Like, I'll what, sell it right there. What are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> what about the Mojave? Oh, that's got sentimental value, like a lot. True, it's fair. There's no price tag on that. It bad almost boy. runs. <laughs> the guy didn't fix it. You have it back yet? Can I tell you about that? Yeah, this is off-podcast off talk here. We're not even pertaining to ice fishing. So I went out there to pick it up. I was down in the cities. He lives <laughs> He lives down by the cities. And so I, I guess was, we're going we're gonna to talk about it right now. Oh, are we not supposed to? I just said this off is an off-podcast topic. Material. And you're like, all right, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so we're diving into it. So I'm down in the cities for a Coulter Wall concert. I'm like, all right, this will work out perfect. I'll drive down there. Four-wheeler was done, like, two weeks ago. He'd been, like, kind of keeping it, you know, running, like, twice a week, you know, kickstarting it, making a run. I was like, sweet. It's going to be awesome. So I go down for the concert. I come back Sunday. I drive up Sunday to his place. He's like, ah, come, come start it up. He's all excited for me. My first kick sounds pretty bad. I'm like, whew. This doesn't sound good. And then I kick it again, and it kicks over smooth like it's been doing every time I've fixed it. And I was like, man. So we ended up pole starting it like we'd done in the past. Got it to start, and it does run phenomenal. He did all sorts of, like, valve work, whatever the hell that is. I thought those were just in hearts. (laughs) (coughs) He said it was all out of whack. Got it all fixed up. Got it back to my place. Dropped it off. I tried to start it, like... A week later, couldn't get the thing to pull start at all. Whatever. So I just pushed it in our garage for the winter time, and we're just gonna deal with it this summer. 
or just keep it for forever. All right. Thanks, Mike. Uh, so anyway, now so the fish. Two thousand dollars buys the Mojave. The fish cop talks to us, and after he leaves, we set up. And did, did we catch? Can we back up just a minute? Why did he make an assumption that you have a live scope? Oh, <clears throat> that was one of the questions. So he goes, so what are you guys using? And he just looks over, and he goes, I see a flasher on oh, a live scope. Perfect. And he just writes it down. I was like, yep, that's what we got. <laughs> what <laughs> we saw was a Vexlar, <laughs> which is a very nice Vexlar. It's an FLX-20, also for sale, <laughs> 650 It's got the Ultra Pack. <laughs> and a what's, lithium battery, correct? What, what's the code word? I feel like it's got to be Vexy. That's what kind of what I was thinking. Vexy. For how Come much? You're getting a deal. Six fifty. <laughs> Just right. don't look at I the tell market. You That's a good deal. Code word Vexy, and I'll give it to you for five hundred. Three hundred. You know, five hundred even. It's got a new foam thing on it. <laughs> it's like three bucks at Shields, but yeah. Hey, take it easy now. Don't tell them all our secrets. So yeah, guy thought we had a live scope. Didn't have a live scope. Ended it was, up, it was a hummingbird. I think we ended up catching a few. I caught a couple little perch. Yeah. You caught a walleye? No, not a walleye. You caught a rock bass, a couple nice crappies. Pretty much everything but a walleye is what we caught that night. Yes. Then we drive back home. Saturday morning comes around. We get right back out there about 8 o'clock. And we fished until about 3.30. And I think same thing. We caught a handful of fish, everything again except for a walleye, which is <clears throat> what I generally like to go after. But why? They taste like hell. I know. They're awful. They're awful. Uh, then now we'll go to Sunday. So we're kind of flying through this weekend, but I think we have the... Well, m- hang on. Go back to Saturday. Okay, Saturday. We had the... That was the first time we put the... Uh, put that oh, hitch... Yeah. So actually, actually, Friday night we uh, that's right. We put a. I bought some clam hitch adapters. Or not really an adapter, but a hitch plate for the back of my sled. And you kind of cheaped out. They have like a real nice one. Yeah, I know, but I got two for twenty bucks. <laughs> you got one for thirty. Yeah, I definitely took the bargain deal on that one. Fair enough. Works really good. It does. Works really good. So we we on Saturday we pulled <coughs> the Eskimo and the X two hundred. The Escape 2600 and the X200 out together. And I bet you're thinking, well, you must have had at least four people out there with you. Nope. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just two people. And uh, and we set up both houses each time. <laughs> it actually worked out really well. It was kind of cool. Because like, Mike and I were both sitting, like, our houses are, after that hitch is hooked up. And for those of you that ice fish, you know what we're talking about. For those of you that don't, it's the sled house. And then on the back side of the one sled house, it's a little adapt or a little pin that you can hook a hitch to another sled house up behind it, and you can pull two of them. So they're on- they're only about three feet apart. Well, Mike was sitting, you know, three feet away from me. There was there was times that we would actually sit there with our heaters on and open the doors on the houses so we could talk to each other, listen to music. I think you know. complain about how cold it got. You'll need one <laughs> speaker for for two houses. It's really a bargain deal if you think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, again, caught everything except for walleyes on that day. And now we get to Sunday. And well, no, you, you didn't get to what I was getting at. 
What are you getting at? You caught a fish out of the Eskimo on Saturday. I did. I'm sorry. I forgot <laughs> to say that. Yeah. It's your first fish out of an Eskimo house. I caught my... That is incorrect because I have an Eskimo... Out of my Eskimo house. <laughs> I have the Eskimo <laughs> double hub, but uh, yeah. It doesn't even count. It does count. Dude. Okay, it's an Eskimo. It it's but not, not even not, fully not insulated. An, not an Eskimo sled house, though, which I do really like that house. That, it's a very nice house. You want to tell everyone like, what your favorite feature is? I really I really like how sleek it looks once it's put up on the inside. Like, mine is kind of it's kind of droopy in places, you know, which is fine. Can I get a review on those chairs quick? The Eskimo chairs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, I've always thought that that bar on the top of the backrest would dig into my back if I sat in that for a while. It does not because if you if it, it's, I would compare it to the jackknife couch in the glacier. If you sit down on that and you lean way back, you're just chilling. You're not fishing. And if you do that for a long period of time, yeah, I could see how that bar would dig into your back. But when you're sitting there fishing and you're you know leaning forward a little bit, watching your graph, whatever, it doesn't really bug you. So here's how the guy at Shields sold me. And I was sold before. He didn't have to because, you know, I'm a salesman. I know what I want. But so he was trying to tell me. He goes, so the people that designed the Eskimo chairs, they're the same guys. Or they, I don't know if they bought them from the guy or however it works. But they're designed after, like, your, uh, your tree stand. Tree stand chairs. Dude, I never thought of that. Yeah. So they're like, they're, like, the same. Yeah, they are. So they're designed to be satin for like eight hours. And honestly, I would compare it to that tree stand that you sit in all the time. Which is like a that's, that's like king in the castle. Yeah, it's literally got a freaking cup holder <laughs> on the side of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, very similar to that. I would I, I agree with that. And if it wasn't such a pain to like drag a twelve pack up to your tree stand, <laughs> Mike, how the hell would you get down? You're scared of heights. Well, that's a good point. And then like when the deer walks up, like whoa, you'd be seeing three of them. <laughs> Which one do I take? Each one's bigger than the next. <laughs> Mike, you have a problem. Look at the rack on that one. That's a dough. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's a tree branch. <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, but no, the, it, it's very, like, it's very neat looking when it's set up. Another feature that I like, your windows, can you un-Velcro them and take them out? Yeah, 100%. I like how there's, like, on mine, it's just Velcro... Same with yours. Same mm-hmm. with clam. I'm pretty sure they do. just all Velcro up. This one has zippers on the side. zippers on the sides that you can actually zip the window cover up, which is really cool. And if any engineers at Eskimo are listening, listening, you should have just done one continuous zipper, just zoop, whole thing. I could see how two would be handy though. If you only wanted to open half the window, that's a good point. Only unzip it halfway. You got me there. Now I sound like an idiot. Just a thought. <laughs> no, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. that what an boy. idiot. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, no, a very nice house. I uh, a little bit smaller than the X two hundred, but when you when you get a house like that X two hundred, you're you're not really going for that small, you know. I will say maneuverability and ease of yeah, pretty much the same. You know. Well, like, I really like the house that I bought, which is not the name drop, but it's an Eskimo Escape 2600. Is it Escape or Escape? I think it's just Escape. But we can I like it. the square tubing that his has. I think it yeah. slides easier. Yeah. Way easier than what uh, clam houses do. I did run a test. I'll have to give a shout out to old Jake because he was the one that kind of brought it up. I have this like lube. It's just it's literally called lubricant from Walmart. It's like lube tech or whatever. 
and I was curious. I was like, you think this stuff freezes? Because on it, it says, like, don't use, or, like, sprays out a can above whatever temp, you know. And it was not zero degrees. It's like, well, I don't want to spray it on all my poles and then get out to Devil's Lake where it's negative 40 and have everything stuck together. <laughs> so I coated one of the wind poles, coated it in it, put it outside the shop the night. It was actually probably the two days before we left to go to the Devil's Lake trip. Came out the next morning. How cold, how cold was it? Oh, I bet it was negative 25. It was pretty cold. Probably with the wind chill, negative 25. And yeah, it slid like butter. I was like, oh, stuff's amazing. But just saying, it works. I did never get around to putting it on all the other poles, but I could have. So the overall uh, general consensus is the Escape Escape 2600 is a very nice house. Oh, It's a very nice ice house. Well, where I was going with that was... You step out of one of those, and if you do step into a Clam X200, they're pretty spacious. They really are. There's a lot of room. My one complaint, and I think it's a Catch-22, because, like, your tub is a little bigger, like, taller. So you can get a little more stuff in it, but it's kind of like if you go to a bigger tub, then you can't get it in the back of the pickup with the tonneau cover down or with the tailgate up. So, the Eskimo is kind of like, if you're just, if you're going to go out every once in a while by yourself, and all you have is a pickup, and you don't want to pull a trailer, it's kind of the perfect thing. It is kind of a bear to pull around with a rope. That's not very much fun, but. The one thing, I'm pretty sure that X200 fits in your pickup box under the tonneau cover. The only thing is, you're not getting it up there by yourself. No. I don't know if it would fit. I don't know if it'd fit in there or not. I know it will. Remember we, remember our first time out last year when we went to that little slough, southeast North Dakota, when it was super windy, and uh, we were trying to drag the house out, and the wind was blowing the house around, and once we got it set up, I couldn't move because the house was going to slide all over? I don't really ring a bell, to nope. be honest. I know no. it fits in there. I know it fits in there. Did I have my topper at that point, or was no. it a tunnel cover? it was a tunnel cover. You might have to do. A, you might have had to pop the seats down a little bit, hmm. but it would fit in there. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So then Sunday. Sunday was a fun day. Yeah, I would say it was. And out of good everything day. that we've been talking about for the last hour, Sunday is the day that we have the most stories to tell. I think we got a late start. Was a late start. It was a. Pretty late start, actually. We we went to Monster Jam in Fargo, North Dakota, uh, on Saturday night. What do you? What's your? What's your? Uh, what's your recap on that? It was all right. I mean, it's always disappointing when they wreck trucks doing the competitions that no one's there to watch. And then that's harsh, but I think that's a very valid point. I mean, I don't know. Some of them are all right, but who who wants to do a high jump wheelie contest just to watch them wreck their truck? So then they can't do freestyle. Yeah, there was a total of three trucks that broke down and didn't get to run for freestyle. Was it three or four? It was three. Yeah, maybe that's right. But it was also two of the better trucks that were there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. One of them had a radiator problem. One of them had a transmission problem. 
And I think the other one ended up having a transmission problem as well. Clearly yeah. they weren't built by Mopar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, overall consensus of that. Uh, ticket prices are going up. Quality of the show is going down. I think they need to figure something out. They need to yeah bring back some of the intermittent entertainment things like the BMX bikes, the RC cars, the demolition derbies, the four-wheelers, the dirt bikes, the snowmobile jumps. You know, They've done a lot of things over the years that I think they could bring it back and make it a hell of a show. Yeah, and like the dirt bikes are cool and stuff, but they have done those the last five years. Yeah, yep. I mean, they're still cool, but, I mean, throwing a little something else in there wouldn't be a bad idea. What if they did this? What if they took, like, outsiders with their own dirt bikes? I'd be in already. Right? <laughs> How fun would that be? I mean, I would try it. I'd probably only be good for one jump, so they better get a couple volunteers, but... <laughs> Yeah, this is like trying to get a Nitro Circus or Jackass real quick. Yeah, it would look... I mean, if that was the case, though... I'll tone it down a little bit. If that was the case, I would pay to come watch that. Come watch <laughs> Cubby just fly off the handlebars and just eat shit into a dirt hill. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> He's probably going to die, but... Why are you making an assumption that I would eat shit? You have a helmet. Well, right, but... You're reckless. I'd, I'd probably land it. You're You'd reckless, okay. It. Boys, we're going to have all sorts of time coming up this summer to talk about four-wheeling, all that fun stuff. All right. We Sorry. were just kind of trying to go on This a, guy. We were trying to go on a little <laughs> side tangent there because little Mike had to go uh, use the bathroom, but he's back now. We're, we're to Sunday. We're to yesterday now. Sunday, that's right. I was a little worried that he wasn't going to come with. Because what happened that day? <laughs> well, you got lit up in the morning. I did? Yes. And then when I dropped you off... Oh, that's on right. On Saturday afternoon. Yep. You were not in any condition to drive. I took a breather. You did? Yeah. But I'm like, dude, this guy, he's going to go take a nap. He's going to pass out. I'm going to call him. We're going to make plans for tomorrow. Cool. Well, me and Mike share location on Fine Friends. You ever look at mine? You no. You look at my location? No? <laughs> I look at yours every once in a while to see what you're up to. You travel around a lot. You get curious? <laughs> What's this guy doing today? Well, yeah, it's like he hasn't called me today. I wonder where he's at. So I wow, thought, I thought Mike's actually doing his job today. And I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> we're sitting at Monster Jam. And I pull up my phone and I look. I text Mike. He didn't respond. So I look where he's at. He's on vacation. <laughs> I and took a little trip in my rocket ship. And I'm thinking, uh, shit. Like, little Mike, he's, you know, Saturdays are for the boys. He's letting it all go. He's about an hour and a half from home. Hour? How far? About an hour. About an hour from home. I'm like, he's not answering his phone. We've seen this before. What are you Me- talking about? Meanwhile, Papa Josh is pissed because you have his garment <laughs> and he wants his garment. That's right. Which so I'm like, I'm like, Cubby, you got to get a hold of little Mike on your way home, and uh, we got to get this little garment thing for for Papa Josh. <laughs> Calls little Mike. Little Mike's busy. Yep. Little Mike and Little Mike's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Do you think you think old Papa Josh would have even done anything with the Garmin at no. all this weekend? No, he literally would he have been like, ah, oh, but looking for that. I guarantee you it's right where I put it when I went home. He literally just wants to see. So what he did is he bought the ice kit for his Garmin Striker 4, and he wanted to see if it would fit. Like yeah, you bought it for that. Like it's going to fit. So, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, you're you're getting this new Garmin. You want to come fishing tomorrow? 
No. <laughs> Can you tell him what he said? <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. You, you like this story. So Nick calls him. We're in the ice house. Or we're in the pickup. No, we were in the ice house, weren't we? Yeah. He goes, what are you doing? He's like, Nick's like, I'm fishing. He goes, what are you doing tomorrow? And uh, he's like, oh, I don't know. Might have to put some flooring in. Nick's like, what, do you want to come fishing? And so he goes, nah, I'm pretty tired. Well, yeah, because Saturday, Rakeman came out with us. Yep. So he missed a little story on Saturday. Uh, Rakeman took his razor swimming. Well, this is also a funny story. Give me just a second here. So Rakeman comes over to where we were set up, because they set up on this, uh, like a brake line or something, and they were fishing. It actually did pretty well, it sounds like. They did a little hole hopping, caught quite a few, I think everything but a walleye also, over there. And old Isaac comes over, and he's like, ah, I gotta go drive this razor. I haven't really drove it much. So he's just like whipping shitties out on the ice, just over by kind of us. Then he goes over, and then me and Nick move, and he calls back, and he's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go in. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> like, tired of what? You, you went and drove your razor, your 2024 razor, in donuts for a little while, and then you went and sat in a fish house. It was like 4 o'clock. It's like, ah, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. But I forgot where I was going. Anyways, you take it over. So then he proceeds to leave. He's like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. I'm like, all right, man. That's cool. Whatever. We'll see you later. Thanks for coming. He calls me. He's like, dude, you got to be careful on that access. I'm like, I look at Mike, I'm like, yeah, dude, this access has been jacked up for two weeks. For two weeks now. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, you got to be careful on the access. And again, I've said it several times in this episode. If you're coming onto the lake, you stay right. If you're going off, you stay left. So I asked him, I said, well, which way did you go? I said, did you go to the left or did you go to the right? Well, I went to the right. I'm like, yep, that's the bad spot. Well, there were tracks going over it. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> what happened was where that hole got eaten through by the salt. It flooded out. It flooded out the access. So even if you break through the surface layer, you're still sitting on the 12 inches of ice that is sitting on the bottom. You're just not all the way up so he broke through and he fell through about 12 inches of uh 10 to 12 inches of water and yeah you're right on shore but that'll make a guy pucker a little bit you know i mean so i, I get it i get it like if you have an airboat you can go left right middle or, yeah no matter which way you're coming on or off you'll be golden anything else you're probably listening dick <laughs> I missed okay. what you just said. <laughs> said if you That's have an right. airboat and you're going ice fishing with an airboat, which I might buy one of those because that sounds way more fun. <laughs> you can open up your own Little Mike's Rescue Service. You know how much fun that'd be? You pull out, you pull up to the access, and you have an airboat, and you're pulling an Eskimo fish house behind you. Hell yeah! You know, Hell like, yeah. Well, I do have a question for you. I'm all ears. So before Sunday, have you ever like? fished off of a live scope and actually just like watched the screen for yourself no me neither and it was a lot cooler and i don't appreciate that <laughs> i actually what? Have, what did you just say what like, i don't appreciate what you was guys the, what was the question oh i've never actually well me nor mike have actually ever fished with a live scope and like used it like personally i guess like instead of fishing like that is false you guys literally just used it last night 
No, no, no. Hang on. Just hear him out. So prior to Sunday, man, you need we to had, listen. We more. had been around people that had live scopes, and we like peeked at the screen and been like, "Oh yeah, that looks kind of cool." But you never really appreciate it until you're staring at it. Yeah, sure. And okay. you're watching 100%. you scare away fish. Yeah, like you're... until Sunday, I honestly like. I thought the Garmin with the deucer was just fine. But now, now, I think I need the live scope. Yeah, dude. So, using them with other people. They're I, not that cool. Well, no. If somebody else has it. And yeah, and you're, you're around you're, them, and, and they're like, oh, fish is by you. I'm just like, okay, yep, I have him marked on my Garmin. Thanks, buddy. But That's like, how I was. Personally, like, come on. When I use, like, I don't know, like, the electronics that I've had, like the Vexlar or the Garmin that I have now with just a normal deucer, it's like certain baits I just don't like using. Like some spoons, if they're like too like, I don't know. Because they'll flutter out of your view. Well, between fluttering out of your view and how they show up, like they're always a huge line if you're using, if you're using like a spoon, it seems like. Yep. And I just, I don't like that. But... When I was and like a Tikam and I was like the same. Like, I feel like every time I try to use them, it's just kind of like a disaster. Like, something will come in, look at it, I'll jig it, and they're gone. Watching them on the live scope, it was crazy when I was using that Tikam and how you could just like watch them come in. You could see exactly how like they react, how far away they go, how they're coming in on your bait, and everything. Like, it was pretty sweet to use that. My favorite quote yesterday was when Mike. He's literally sitting three feet away from us, <laughs> and I, I could I couldn't see him, but I can only imagine what he's hearing. And he's not dicking around on his phone or anything. <laughs> we'll get back to that. But like he's sitting there, and like all of a sudden, Cubby's like, like the drag is peeling on his line, and we're like, like yeah, like hell yeah, like like nice fish, bro. Five seconds later, my drag is peeling. <laughs> Now little Mike is curious. <laughs> so he stands up, <laughs> takes the long walk of about three feet to get over to to my fish house, which this is when we have the heaters on and the doors open. Honestly, it was more like a foot and a half because we had them kind of like angled towards each other. <laughs> All of a sudden, Mike's head pops in. Just looks mad. Like he's not having a good time. Sees the crop he's laying on the ice and he's like, like peeks over and looks at the live scope. He's like, like a goddamn video game over here <laughs> turns around and leaves so now let's get into what we did yesterday so we got a late start because we were afraid little mike was gonna not show up ended up getting a hold of little mike i was early you were we, we ended up getting to the lake at one o'clock yesterday so we got a late start slept in a little bit all three of us have been kind of dealing with a head cold and stuff we're kind of starting to get over it now get to the lake drive out I think we fished for a solid five hours outside before we set the houses up. Yeah, we fished until, I mean, the sun was, I mean, basically down. And that's I mean, we had a little bit happened. of light. You want to you talk about the our buddy we talked to on the way out? Our fish caught buddy was out there again. He was. I don't remember that much. Well, I do. The guy with like, the four-wheeler? Yeah, but he left when we showed up. Yeah, remember? we talked to him. No, not the DNR guy. The, the, the guy who we fished next to. We didn't fish next to him. He left. We fished next to his house. Well, that's true. Don't tell him that. But that guy. You want to talk about that guy for a second? <laughs> so it's this old guy. He's on like a CF Moto like 400. He's got his sled. 
his setup, you know, he's got a little, like, kind of rickety, as he would describe it, about that piece of shit earlier this spring. Um, little skid house. So he just leaves it out there, and he's coming off. And he's like, yeah, if you go kind of over there, I got into, like, 100, 200-ish crappie. I did fish till 3 in the morning, but they're over there. So like, okay. So we kind of go, we check out a couple of our other areas first. Gets kind of towards dark. We go back to this guy's spot. I'll move back a few a few minutes here. A couple hours, actually. So right away, <clears throat> when we're talking to this guy, just because we found this pretty entertaining. You guys might not because you kind of had to be there. But he's he's looking at us, and he's talking to us. And uh, what did you say again, Nick? Something about those, his skid house? Yeah, I asked if I'm, I'm literally standing looking at this guy, and I point. I'm like, is that your house out there? And he, he he does kind of the old man thing where he turns around, looks at his fish house, turns back around, looks at us, and goes, yeah, it's that dark one right over there. <laughs> Literally the one that I was looking at. I look at Mike, and I'm like, what? Is, is this guy for real, or is he pulling on our leg here? It was basically the only house that you could even see from where we were standing. I mean, there was one other house, but it was white, and it was way across the lake. Yeah, but he had to literally turn around. He's like... <laughs> and he came from it. Yeah. So right away we're thinking, yeah, this guy, he doesn't want us to know where the fish are, right? And then he told us his depth. And this is another thing that I thought was a red flag. He's like, yeah, we're in 31 feet out there. He wasn't lying. But after we ended up moving around a little bit and get over there, <clears throat> we're like 15 feet away from his house. And it's 15 feet deep. We're like... This, this guy's dude, a clown. Yeah, this guy's lying to us. Like, what do you... And this is when... Cubby grabs one of the augers, and he goes on an adventure. Right to this guy's front door. And I start having a fat attack as I'm trying to follow him with his Garmin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm penguin walking across all this real smooth ice with uh, old Cubby's new Garmin. And we drilled, like, it seemed like 200 holes. I think it was, like, six. I mean, we started out We started out going the other way. Okay, hold first. on. How, ma- how many holes total do you guys think we drilled yesterday? Just yesterday. Maybe 60. Uh, well, we drilled, a little, a little we more drilled what, six at each spot minimum. And we fished like, yeah, that's 60, six 70 holes. Yeah. It's probably about right. I mean, we had five just in my one fish house at the end. Yeah, in like a four foot, not even three foot section. Yeah, I, th- I was set up for success. <laughs> <laughs> and the success didn't happen. No. What did happen, though? No, hold on. So now we're working our way to, to this guy's house. <coughs> And we find this insane break line where I'm I'm not even exaggerating. Like literally a 15-foot span, this depth changed like 20 feet. Yeah, pretty close. I think it was, to be exact, it was like 27 feet is what it changed. Yeah. Because we went from 32 to 16, right? Yeah, I think the lowest we've seen over there was like 15 or 16. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've never seen that in my life, fishing before. It's craziest. I mean, this lake, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> it is a crazy place. What are you doing over there, Nick? You look very focused. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the weather to see if we're going to be able to do our adventure this weekend, but we'll get into that after we finish talking about right now. This or, guy. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So I'll take her away, unless you want to go. You got her, Mike. Hit it. All right. So we're we're so fishing over here, funny. and we got we got you know the razor parked, the two fish houses behind it, 
me and Nick are both fishing off of the houses on the seats. And then Cubby's coming over there in the distance doing his own thing, trying to act like he's a big shot, <laughs> catching all these huge perch. They're about three and a half inches. One might have been six. That may be pushing it. Price that's that's probably pushing it, yeah. Let's call it four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the safe side. <laughs> and uh, finally, Nick's like, you know what, Mike? Let's just set up here. This is as good a spot as any. So I'm like, okay. So I start popping more holes. Get everything all set up. And keep in mind, about this time, it might, it might have been late February, early March, but it was about this time last year. I accidentally lost a phone to a fish hole over by Foston, Minnesota. So there's lakes over there. If someone's looking, grab your magnet, go out there, try and find it. I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> it's an iPhone 12. I don't remember what case is on it, but it'll probably say little Mike's phone on it when you find it. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, okay, yeah, let's set up. So I get all excited, start setting stuff up. I'm playing music like normal. And I got my phone in my, like, chest, you know, that chest pocket on that Carhartt jacket I've been liking. The flame retardant Carhartt. Yeah. Shout out to Carhartt's rain defenders. Them things are not only rain protected, but you can't even burn them. <laughs> I have tried. <coughs> and uh, so I drill all my other holes. And I've been good all, like, all ice fishing season because I've kind of been on edge since I lost one phone down a hole last year. I always keep that sucker kind of zipped up. I keep an eye on it. Well, I got a little, you know, a little reckless this weekend. And I forgot to zip it back up the last time I changed the song. And so I pop all these other holes, and I'm moving slush out of the way with the shovel. And on the last scoop with the shovel... This whole time, I am sitting three feet away from Mike. And the speaker is in between us. Yep. And uh, the last scoop with the shovel... I didn't really feel it right away, but I felt it like... Once I, like, well, I just saw it. I saw it once it kind of flew out of my pocket. And every time this has happened to me, it, like, it's not like the phone like hits the ice and slides and then goes down a hole. It hits the dead center middle of the hole and just bloop, down the hole it goes. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. And then about 10 to 30 seconds later. No, 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 no. That is not, <laughs> that is not how this went. I'm sitting there like cleaning up my holes as well. Oh. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I hear fuck oh that's right i'm yeah. like and then I'm, I'm like mike and i hear beep beep <laughs> speaker disconnects and then cubby goes what happened <laughs> it's like, phone went down the hole you know the, your average person would have been freaking pissed like i would have been mad i'd have been like god damn it but little mike he's like not again <laughs> The only thing he was Somebody worried about on that on entire situation was that nice blue phone case. Well, <laughs> nice. Okay, that and then, yeah. Did, did somebody want to take the ox? <laughs> yeah, which took you guys a while to figure out, I'll say. <laughs> we were on the phone with Kate when that happened. That's true. That's true. And then I the, get what, it. Do you remember, Priorities. Do you remember the first song that was played? No, I don't. Yellow Submarine. Oh, that's right. Because you guys are jokesters. <laughs> Then we fished the night away. <coughs> Ended up picking up a couple nice crappies. Well, and you well, guys we, didn't want to keep them. We did try. Well, before that, though, we tried to do a rescue mission. We I did. was. I had. A, I tried to do a quick response time. It was actually very fast. Shout out to Beto's Guide Service. Rescue recovery. I don't have a camera. <laughs> didn't quite work out. Couldn't find it. I think uh, 
The reason we couldn't find it is because of how steep the brake line that we were on. Didn't help that it was getting dark outside, too, so, like, there was no visibility. It happened at the worst time. It really did. We can, and then we looked down there, there's just weeds everywhere, I'm like, it could be anywhere. <laughs> well, the odds of that phone hitting the hole and falling straight down are slim to none. You should share that waypoint that we took. Just share it on North Bros Outdoors, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I don't care. It just right. why, would I, why would I do that when I have access to scuba divers? You do? Yes. Oh, I thought you were in water rescue or something. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try and go out there and dive for it. I, I have the waypoint. Okay, we're gonna have to get some pretty big holes cut. We we do dive through the ice. This will be like a training exercise. There we go. I'll give whoever finds that phone a crisp ten dollar bill. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say a lot more than that. <laughs> I was expecting at least a twenty. Okay, a twenty five dollar bill. But yeah, we, we we stayed on the ice. Uh, till seven thirty. Yeah. Ended up getting home at about. Well, we only stayed fishing till like seven seventeen because someone was like, "Well, guys, we better start packing it up." I hate <laughs> to be that guy. <laughs> so that that is what I said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, perfect time for the North Coast tip of the week. Mike, you want to hit us with one? Yeah, just like keep your phone close. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> what was my tip? All right, hold on. I'll, I'll set think, the stage for you. So we drive back up to the landing, right? We get okay. up to the truck. We start unloading stuff. Oh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> so when it's dark out, sometimes, you know, like those amped outdoor batteries, they just look like the top side and the bottom side looks the same. So I pick mine up off the sled, and I go to set it on Nick's fender. Well, I set it, you know, upside down, and it arced out. <laughs> On the, on the aluminum <laughs> fender. It's like, well, that was exciting. <laughs> I heard the arcing, and all of a sudden I see Mike, like, he does, like, the little shoulder shrug. He's like, whoa. <laughs> and then he grabs He's like, probably shouldn't set that there like that. So, yeah, tip of the week, just keep an eye on your batteries. Just make what? sure you know what's up and what's down. I think I'm going to put some stickers on mine that say this side up <laughs> and this side down, and then I'll know. You should. <laughs> you should, and that, that'd be one of those things that's only funny. Yeah, for do, you us. Have, do you have a label maker? I do actually. Okay. I'll make you some. Good deal. I'll make you some. I'm excited. Get like three of them. So it's just like one, two, three on each side, you know? Okay, I can <laughs> do that. You can't miss it. <laughs> I'll, I'll make some for you tomorrow. And that kind of wraps it up. That was our three week span of a local fishing update. Um, if you stuck around this long, thank you. Thank you. The ice conditions right now. The top is starting to get a little sloppy. It's not bad. It's not bad yet. I was actually impressed. I thought I didn't think there was much standing water out there at all. When we did have one scare. Yeah, we did. So the last spot we went to, we uh, there was a pre-existing hole that we could tell. So we're checking for depth. The old cupster went to pop it quick. And when we popped it, we each saw what looked like <laughs> three inches of ice. And both of us, you could see our buttholes pucker at the same time. We're like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> and then there was that other spot that it, it was like a, there was like three inches of water underneath the first like inch of ice. Remember when I hit it with yep. a drill yeah. and it was like, pop. Dude, I, I walked over that before you did it and I'm like, drill a hole right there. No, that was a whole different spot. This was just me and Mike were walking yeah. around and like I hit the trigger on the drill and it was like instant. It just started throwing water. 
And I was like, like, that uh-oh. usually doesn't happen till a little farther down the auger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I that one was a little spooky, too. Especially when, like, I don't know. There's plenty of ice out there still that's there, but whenever you're out on ice and you're above 20 feet of water and you hit the trigger to drill a hole and it pops through like you're standing on water, it'll spook you a little. Maybe we should walk the other way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's what keeps life exciting. (laughs) Well, then after you said it, like, it sounds like Shields, when I went to pick up your little foam piece for your... Your organ. There's a guy looking at the the striker gloves that I have, and I'm like, "Those are nice gloves, dude." When it's negative forty, your hands are a little cold, but I'm not. They're nice. He's like, "Were they waterproof?" This other guy's like, "Oh hell yeah, I wear them when I'm catching walleyes all the time. I just shove my hand right in there." I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. He's like, "Why are they waterproof?" I was like, "I don't know. I think they are." Well, I found out this weekend that they are because after you guys said that, I'm like. Well, I don't care if they're waterproof or not. I'm going to shove my hand <laughs> down here and make sure there is ice underneath here. We're not sitting on three inches of ice with my razor sitting 10 feet over there. Yeah, it was just a little little. I curved. watched you do that, and I was like, you think you'd have took his gloves off first? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say anything because it seemed like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, they are waterproof. I tested them. So. But, yeah, that that's pretty much a wrap on uh, what we know so far. But ice conditions, accesses are starting to go, which we talked about last week. Just be careful. Just be checking. It's going to start getting real spongy on the top here. Uh, but it's, depending on what the weather does, it's uh, it's looking like we might actually make it to the end of season this year. So we'll see what happens. Are we going to touch on what's going on this weekend or no? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I just wanted to throw a little ice update in there for, for anybody listening. And every Sounded lake, like a closing sentence you every, were about every, to hit us with. We haven't even hit our questions yet, buddy. Come well, on. Well, it just seemed like you were hitting us with a closing there. Whatever, everybody, uh, <laughs> Everybody knows every lake is different, so make sure you're checking. Uh, check ice. And or if you want to feel alive, just hit it with your pickup. <laughs> Run it. See what happens. That's an option, too. But yeah, When the front so. tires fall through, back up. But yeah, I mean, just make sure you're checking. Be with a buddy. Uh, the Northbrook crew should have quite the adventure coming up this next week. If the weather holds. I think we're going to get a little shot of snow this upcoming weekend, along with some rain on Thursday. So we'll see what happens. But uh, what are we doing? I'll talk to the weatherman. I'll tell him to hold off on the rain. How's that sound? Yeah, let's let's pause on that for a little bit. And okay. tell him to bring I'll, back the cold temps. That'd be cool. I'll give him a shout. So, well, we're planning to do a little adventure that I think is going to be a first for the majority of the crew. I mean, I think... I think Timmy's done it before. I think he might even be the only one that we're <laughs> bringing with that's done it before. I talked to Wixo today. I call him. I'm like, "Hey man, what are you doing this weekend?" He's like, oh, "I don't know, not much." I'm like, "Ah, we're gonna we're gonna do some ice camping." He's like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "What do you mean we're gonna ice camp? In what? Oh, the portables." He's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'll come out with you guys, but I'm not sleeping out there. I'll come back in the morning." I'm like, "Oh, come on, man." Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be a first for the majority of us. We haven't we have stayed on the ice and like the ice castles and stuff, but we've never done it just cots and I mean hub houses. The, the funny part is, the plan we, is we don't have enough cots for everybody. So, so does anybody have just like a like a two person tent by chance? Like like a three season tent maybe that we could just like <laughs> take out there and just like pretend to set that up right away. <laughs> like how funny would that be? I do have a tent in my garage because that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Dude, why couldn't you fish out of it? Well, you could. Well, they have a bottom, right? Yeah, but I could sacrifice this tent 
That'd be awesome. <laughs> just to set it up. Just pop holes right through the canvas. You don't have to like cut anything out. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna do that because I feel like if you put, if you put a buddy heater in there, the freaking fabric's gonna melt. Probably. That's not a good idea, buddy. You just see like Nick start to pop the holes, and the tent just spins with him. <laughs> I get wrapped up. Guys, help! But yeah, we're gonna do a little ice camping. So it's the plan. There's a chance that there is an on ice podcast recorded. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, we're going to have to figure out what we got for lights and all that fun stuff. But I mean, I got pretty nice lights. Four different colors. We're going to have two hub houses that we're going to have to supply lights for. So, Oh, that's true. I got a pen light, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. I'll bring some extra batteries. All right, boys. It's question time. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Damn it. I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> I'm going to ask, what do you think is going to be the most important thing to bring for ice camping out of just the hub houses? Can I go first? Absolutely, Mike. A pair of shoes that's not muck boots. I mean, I think that could bite you in the ass, but yeah, it's not a bad one. No, like bring muck boots, but bring like a pair of hay dudes. Sure. That's fair. Because once you get her toasty, like you don't need the mucks. They're in the way. Mine is uh, carbon monoxide detector. I'm thinking just, I mean, enough batteries. Being like, if we're going to stay out there, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be the majority of the day and then a majority of the next day. So I think it's gonna be, we're going to use quite a bit of battery. So I would say enough batteries to be powering all the stuff that we're going to want for the two days or whatever when we don't have anything to charge them. Here's I could a, throw the generator in. <laughs> I think that would not... I don't think that works. I don't think we can bring that. Why not? I think that kind of throws it off of ice camping. That's not really ice camping. That's not roughing it. That's fair. Yeah. What if you bring an Xbox? Then you have a reason to bring the generator. (laughs) And it's you. Okay. If Papa Josh was coming, (laughs) dude, the generator would not be there either. It would be an inverter. And it's bank of 12, 12 12-volt cranking amp batteries. That's way heavier than a generator. Yeah. Yep. He's like, nah, this guy's... It's quiet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right mike you were pretty excited for your question all right so when you're making fish right like you caught them you cleaned them now maybe they froze and maybe they're fresh do you like the cornmeal breading or just the regular shore lunch like flour breading better shore lunch i always just use shore lunch well, i guess shore i can't knock cornmeal. the one though it's pretty good it's kind of like a little crunchy vibe to it that's my favorite anyways but who's asking if you guys got to pick between keeping and eating perch or keeping and eating walleye, what do you pick? You know, in my opinion, if you mixed them into, like, if you caught perch and walleyes on the same day and you cooked them when you went home, I don't think you could taste the difference. And here's the question. So, what's the limit on walleyes versus what's the limit on perch? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm a hungry guy, <clears throat> but I can eat a lot of fish. Perch. One hundred P. You'd rather eat the perch? Yeah, I just like fried Would fish. Would you say that you could taste the difference between the two of them? Not fried. Also, versus northern versus walleye. Pretty controversial here. You already asked your question. 
Yeah, but I got another one. Just All right, for once, it's not me. <laughs> I Wait, think I didn't get the answer same. yet. I didn't get the answer yet. I'm Perch. Oh, that was not what that was not expected. Yeah, that would not be what I would have expected. Do you think you could taste the difference if you fried up the two of them, or if someone else fried them for you, and you got to eat a piece of each? Do you think you could tell me what one one hundred percent is what? One hundred percent, probably not. No, I I agree. I would say the people who go out and like only target one fish because they like the way it tastes, I don't think they even give anything else a try. What about northern? Like I actually, I've eaten a lot of northern in my life. I think northern is really good. I just think they're a pain in the ass to clean. I was, I was gonna say, if it wasn't so hard to clean, I would keep them more often. But if you, I don't know, like me personally, if the fish isn't boneless, I don't prefer to eat it anyways. So. You know, nine times out of ten, though, when you're eating fish, you're going to find a bone. I would say I do a very good job of getting it to be, I would say, 99% boneless. I would actually put the fish I cleaned last night or 100% boneless. All right, that's right. Maybe I just rushed through it, I guess. Sorry, guys. I, I, I See, <laughs> and like personally, I guess this might not be the correct thing to do, but I'd rather cut off and throw off a little bit of extra meat than get any bones in my fillets. Well, people could die. And when you're feeding the world, <laughs> you don't want that on your conscience. I don't. Yeah. I'm Nick, a boneless Apparently, person. Nick, he's got no conscience. You don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Never go to one of his fish fries. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I'm choking. Just swallow it, you yeah. pussy. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> All right, fellas. Thank you both for for coming tonight. It's been fun. Mike, you're off to uh, Devil's Lake tomorrow. Maybe going to do a little Correct. fishing? Sounds like the old agronomy on ice is going to be an agronomy on shore. <laughs> so that'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what about you. Just you working know? working away the rest of the week and then going to hopefully get out on the on the ice this weekend and go do some camping that's my plan i won't be doing any fishing this week i'm sure yeah same here man you fellas got anything you want to say to the people before we hop off i think i've said it all roll tide all right well thank you guys for tuning in we really appreciate the support don't forget the giveaway post is still live on the instagram if you want to get in on that you gave that away yet you have to that's coming up on episode 100 we're four four episodes away that's right so far so far so close but so far i'm gonna win it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah keep an eye out on the instagram the facebook and uh yeah don't forget if you want to get in on that giveaway post the post is still live so thank you again for tuning in and until next time we'll get back to you